Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the Sociology Staff Room. Hello and good evening. Um, welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. I'm Katie Tyler, and we've got Miss A talking to us about career changes. Um, so obviously you are a sociology teacher and a law teacher, so fully experienced here in sort of your wealth. But I also want to say, so we had you on a previous podcast and I really wanted to get you back on about career changes. Um, I obviously know what career you changed from to, but some of our listeners might not might not know that. So do you mind just sort of reminding us, um, first of all, what career you, you changed from and obviously you're now obviously a sociology law teacher, but what was your career beforehand? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I was in corporate law for about six years um, after my degree, uh, which was also in law. And um, yeah, I, I changed into a secondary school teacher uh, for A-level sociology and law. And I also teach um, a little bit of core uh, citizenship for years seven um, through to 11. So that's great. Yes, yeah, a great worth of experience there. So you're teaching both across all three key stages there. So, or two key stages. Um, so you've got a sort of a wealth of knowledge there. With regards to sort of your career, what made you make that switch? I know without sort of delving too much into it, but obviously had a sort of established career within law, as you said, corporate law. What sort of gave you that, you know, sort of shift up? Because obviously coming from what is a private sector into public sector, um, what made you sort of think, do you know what? I'm, I'm up for this, I'm up for this sort of new challenge. Yeah, so I think it kind of really starts um, from when I was in secondary school myself, is I am the walking, talking cliche when I say, um, you know, I really enjoyed school. I was quite studious, I worked hard. Um, and I had an amazing sociology teacher who um, at the time, uh, I don't think he quite realized the impact he was having on a lot of us in our class. But for me particularly, he, um, you know, massively opened my eyes to society and, you know, what society's like, what the status quo is like at the moment. Um, and or what it was back then. And, um, you know, he really just enlightened me to thinking critically. Um, and I took sociology A level and GCSE myself. So um, that really became a, uh, one of my favorite uh, subjects that I've taken for my A levels, and just a favorite subject that I pretty much covered in school. So, you know, long, long story short, I then went into corporate law and, and went down the path that I had originally planned to do. And then I think after about six years, I thought, I'm not finding this as rewarding as I wanted it to anymore. Um, it is really exciting and it's fast paced and it's challenging and it's difficult work. Um, but I was often working, you know, with high net worth individuals or, or businesses and companies. And I just thought this doesn't feed my soul anymore. Um, and I always had teaching as like a plan I don't know, plan C, I guess, or plan B. And um, I always thought about my teacher who then later on became more of a like, academic mentor for me. Um, so I always thought back to that and thought about how I'd really like to do the same sort of thing for young people um, that I experienced when I was in school. Wow, it's really inspiring, actually, because like, because there's a couple of things you said there, like, it's one, I can sense that your, your passion for teaching and obviously you said like it, it, it feeds the soul but what's interesting as well is that they pick up on that bit of the impact that a teacher may or may not have but we don't necessarily know that as as teachers you know as where students mm -hmm. kind of go each year um and we, we sort of you meet a range of students and sometimes students think to themselves do you know what 
at year seven, I, I want to go into law or I want to be a doctor, whatever that might be, or career path. And often sociology isn't something that's on their radar as such. You know, when you think about careers interviews and then you sort of take a take, you're like, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I was, I was a student a long, long time ago, but exactly the same. I took chemistry, biology, English or something else. But, and then I just took sociology as just a what if. Um, and actually ended up being my favourite subject. But there was that sort of tension, isn't there, in your head where you're thinking, this is what I thought I wanted to do and this is what I love doing. And so it's really yeah. interesting to hear that perspective from from one, a teacher, but also as, a, as an ex-student. So with career change, you know, obviously massively different, I think, I know I'm making assumptions here, yeah. different environments. Are there, What skills, I suppose there's two questions I want to ask. The first one is, how do the skills that you had within the corporate world transfer? And then I suppose the second part to that question, what are the challenges in those two environments? So let's deal with sort of the transition first. Um, yeah. What skills have you managed to sort of bring across from that the corporate world into what is in some ways completely the opposite, I assume, from the yeah. corporate world? Or maybe not, I don't know. It's funny because people assume that they're two completely you know polar opposite things um but in but in many ways i actually found that my skills were massively transferable from um law so you know in in law you're having to problem solve all the time um and you come across different clients on a daily basis where you're having to think critically and you're having to you know come across a lot of challenges but in the same way in school you also come across um problem solving in your classroom or you you know you're walking down the corridor and something happens and you have to suddenly deal with that um or you have to speak to a parent or you have to speak to another member of staff and that's you know an individual problem that you're solving um and i think my critical thinking skills and and to some degree my problem solving has helped me with my subject area as well which you know sociology is very much about critical thinking um about what's around you and why people are behaving in a certain way and what drives human behavior um so those critical thinking skills really helped me with that Honestly, I would say that general, you know, skills like organization, professionalism, being able to work in a team um, ha ha and really working in a fast paced environment to strict deadlines has massively helped me with just transitioning really quickly into the educational environment in general. Um, and I, I have said to quite a few people, you know, in corporate law or in any kind of law, you will deal with difficult people and you will have heated situations, you know, on a daily basis where you have to think about your own professionalism and think about, well, how am I going to react to this and how am I coming across? And in the same way, in the classroom, you're thinking about how you're building rapport with your students, how something you might have said might have been taken and and also dealing with um you know quite frankly teenagers who are going through a difficult time in their life and so they can be quite difficult to deal with as well so it's really transferable in in those sorts of ways it's 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 all fast paced yeah i'd say that's quite enlightening for me i suppose my assumption and obviously wrongly was that they were very different worlds and in very different environments and so therefore you know, I wondered which bits of the transferable skills would be there. It's almost like almost a conversation would be so so useful for students to know because obviously, I know yeah. that myself. I don't know you have this conversation with your students that 
stay sort of scared about the a-level choices they make uh, and thinking that's going to be the the path for them yeah. in regards to their career and actually you try and say something like you, like you said about the transferable skills and the critical thinking that actually mm. you know unless you're doing i suppose you want to be a doctor some sort of medical degree there's really they're the only ones that you've got to have those set a levels everything yeah. else you you there is so much flexibility within that and so um yeah, it was really useful to hear that, not just as a, as a teacher, but obviously for, I'm sure for us to share with our students from, from from yourself. In regards to what sort of adjustments then, like, did you have to make? Because obviously you're saying all those things are transferable. Is there anything that you think, um, without sort of, I don't know, evaluating sort of almost like the yeah. paper one, the education system, <laughs> but then I suppose the marketization of education, we are turning more into sort of a, a, an element of corporateness there yeah. even if that's a word but is there anything you've had to adjust to um and be maybe a bit more patient with i don't know <laughs> um uh, yeah that's an interesting one i think um one of the key things i'd point out is the emotional impact that uh, any individual student or group of students can have on you and I genuinely mean that in a positive and a negative way you could have one of the most ama amazing um, connections and exchanges with your students in one lesson that makes you feel really profound and like you've had a human experience uh, in, in a sociological way I guess um, but also on the other hand you can have quite a negative uh, day or you could have a negative exchange with a student or a member of staff and you think oh that's you know really had an impact on my mood in the rest of my lessons for example so I think for me just having to um, really gauge and um, get used to having such an emotional element to my job has been something I both welcomed but also something to get used to um, and I think and maybe every teacher might say this at some point in their career is genuinely when I swapped it's you know figuring out when you can use the toilet because there are certain <laughs> times of the day where you're told you are now you know able to go and do yeah. this <laughs> you're teaching yeah yeah so you know when you're not a teacher and, so, and a teacher says that to you and you think what um <laughs> but it's, it's not until you experience somebody telling you well you can't go now that you're like oh okay that okay I have to figure this out <laughs> no I hear you like like I remember my more so my last job because I had um you know I had very short we had very short lunch breaks um and it was like I'm either choosing to go to the toilet or go to have a drink and I'm like I'm going to the toilet like in a celebration um so yeah yeah it's strange I suppose yeah those sort of things like you know things like going to the toilet eating a drink or not even to eat in the classroom as well like obviously as yeah. you imagine, you're allowed to eat. but then some offices in london do have like no messy desk policies i don't know what they're called but clean desk policies i think i'm not sure yeah you're not allowed to eat yeah yeah so, um, eat, yeah um but it's just yeah it's a change in respect of the emotional impact the mental health impact and the just you know what your daily routine might look like yeah and i think that, that really enlightening that you said about the emotional impact i know that we've had a couple of guests on previously have spoken about that as one spoken about the imposter syndrome or couple have we've had someone talk about uh positive psychology and coaching how we can use that as teachers mm -hmm. and someone talk about well-being and i think you highlighting as someone that's made that because i think sometimes it comes down normal when we're in yeah. uh we say we've gone you know degree 
into teaching and that's our life it becomes our new normal but for people that have come out from a different industry have gone you know do you know what that's not you've got to protect your well-being that there's yeah. sort of that resource that container that you keep on taking out taking out actually that's not helpful either and actually it's it's important to note that and, and protect that emotion like you said it's a lot of it's emotional exchanges and like mm. you've said something you can welcome but also they can they can be ultimate highs one day and ultimate lows the next and it and it's and then it can have an impact so just out of interest is, is that how do you sort of protect yourself around that like using maybe your previous experience from your other career or um what strategies have you used in order to sort of maintain that yeah i try to tackle it in the same way that i will tell my students you know certain things so for example that you, you know the ways that we tell our students don't worry about it. We've had this chat now. If something's gone wrong in your lesson, for example, or you've had a disagreement with a student, you have a chat with them and you say, next lesson is a fresh start. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to take every day or every lesson, if mm -hmm. I can, um, you know, at push, I try to take every day as a, okay, I had a difficult time with that class on that day. Mm -hmm. It's a new day. Let me start again with with this class or or what can I do differently and it's that fresh slate is really helpful for me you know and it hopefully is helpful for other teachers so that you don't start building grudges against you know certain classes or certain individuals and it really just helps you to have a fresher mind I think mm -hmm. a fresher Oh, definitely. That's really like useful advice, you know, sort of that sort of reflective practice and those sort of fresh starts. I think is such a, a really simple um, a rule to have, you know, every day is a fresh day sort of thing. Yeah. Um, like we've had previous uh, guests talk about it, but, you know, there's sort of that crisis at the moment with the, the teacher profession where the people are leaving. I, was, we had to, I had some training myself the other day in my own job that was advising us that it's a point where, we haven't got many people recruiting in but then we're mm. also losing people on the other end so there isn't there's the people that are leaving but there's no one coming in on the other end and actually yeah. it can't be underestimated how important well-being is and looking after and getting people switching careers into teaching as well that've got wealth experience like yourself so my sort of question is if there are anyone out there that's listening or yeah. people that are just embarking on this start of this transition from a different career whether that's maybe in the in the corporate world or something that's similar to teaching but isn't teaching what sort of advice would you give them if they're thinking about embarking on this this journey so one of my key pieces of advice would be to um, have confidence in your skills that you've already built up in your separate career um, i think inevitably in some sort of way shape or form they will be transferable and you'll be surprised at how helpful they are in that situation or when you're given time to reflect about it afterwards you'll realize oh actually i dealt with that way better than i would have if i didn't have my previous career and as you were talking about um imposter syndrome it massively helps with you know constantly having to bat away that imposter syndrome to just have that confidence in yourself to know or I've done a previous career, I should be able to do this one as well. Um, so that's a key, a key bit of advice I'd give. Uh, another piece of advice I would say, um, I'll just give two more, and that's allow your passion for your subject to come through in your lessons, because it's such a beautiful thing to both receive and also to give that. Um, and I just think your students will see it when you're passionate about your subject, they will, they will feel it 
they will see it and they will enjoy the subject more because of it. Uh, and lastly, I would say that um, to every person who's changing into teaching or a different career, you're going to be on a learning curve because you're starting something new and that is totally okay. So just take it in your stride. Oh my gosh, amazing advice. I literally, I must admit, I can really, I think that's why I've got you on twice. Like I literally can sense your passion. It's not something that's after, I mean, obviously you've spoken to lots of guests and, and they have as well, but you can really feel it, even like obviously we're doing this across the screen virtually, but I think, oh my gosh, I'd love to be tall in your lessons because you can, <laughs> you can really you. see that. And I do, and I totally, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think, I know I've spoken about it before. Yes, and I've, I know that Duncan was, <laughs> was talking to me about not being the expert and the facilitator of learning. He's like, oh, yeah, we are. The to a point, I think, yes, we are. Of course, if we didn't have our knowledge, then we can't navigate the conversation in the right way. But I think for me, that teacher-student relationship that's sort of in the sort of professional, um, sort of be able to sort of share your love for the subject is mm. so important. Um, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't transfer that uh, yeah. and, and bring students along that journey, um, then ultimately that that doesn't work I think that's so and I can really sense that off you how much you've enjoyed it so I'm so grateful the uh, extra addition to the profession um, and that you, you yeah. chose to make that transition um, and onwards and upwards I mean uh, yeah I'd love to hear about your sort of how it, it carries on your journey goes and yeah thank you thank you for your time and thank you for coming on again uh, I really really appreciate your time amazing thanks so much for having me I've really enjoyed it thank you take care and have a great evening Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutor2u.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor 2 sock or Instagram at tutor 2 sock You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.